0: Hi everyone, this is Sarah McFarland from Inside Scientific, the online environment for life science webinars, virtual events, interviews, and educational content that helps you do your best work. Today's episode of Expert Answers features Dr. Jason Rogers from Noldis and Eliala Salvadori from the University of Amsterdam. They both recently joined us for a webinar involving infant emotional communication patterns and coded behaviors. Let's dive in. first question that we have here is, why do you think you found no differences in infant levels of smiling behavior between strangers and fathers?
1: Yes, thank you. Thank you, Sarah. The fact that infant smiling levels between father and strangers did not differ significantly between one another is actually quite intriguing. Didn't know what to expect, but interaction with fathers and with strangers tended to involve high levels of stimulation, which is an active physical and play stimulation in the case of the father and the novelty stimulation in the case of the stranger, which might have yielded to similar levels of infant positive emotional expressions. Future direction should definitely compare also the intensity and the temporal dynamics of positive affect with strangers and with fathers to see whether we might actually spot some differences indeed in the intensity of the positive affect. And uh, I think it's also interesting and relatedly to this uh, uh, the fact that uh, we found also uh, in the triangle figure there were more similarities between the stranger and the fathers uh, than with the stranger and the mother. And uh, This might be because during the interaction with fathers, infants get challenged to new explorations and understandings, learning how to stay focused and alert, uh, yet to take the risk. And in this activation relationship with their father, infants get stimulated to explore the world and overcome obstacles, learning how to deal with unfamiliar situations, such as encountering a stranger. So following this line of reasoning, fathers Likely represent an intermediary person who is in between the familiar and safe mother on the one end and the novel and potentially unsafe stranger on the other end. So,
0: whose function is opening the child to the outside world. Fantastic. Thank you Thank for you. that. We have a question here for you, Jason. Jason gave the face washing example. What are some other behaviors that might work well with this type of analysis?
2: yeah absolutely and another thing that's really interesting within the observer platform is you can restrict behavior so you don't have to look at every single coded behavior so you can look at them to a direct one-to-one relationship so i'll give you another couple of examples i mentioned a little bit but one of the ones that's really used in autism research is uh Responses of parents and and the child, right? So the the mom and the baby are interacting, much like the the presentation that Eli gave. And you can look at uh, the responses from the baby to the mother and back and forth. Another thing that's uh, that's that's in published literature, which actually is what really started me on on looking at the lag sequential, is from the research of Ian Paul at the University of Mississippi, and he looks at a uh, rodent sexual development in mothers who were given antidepressants. And so the, the rodent sexual courting cycle is very specific and very regimented. The, the female does a lordosis response and then the male either accepts or does not. And so you could use that lag sequential analysis to say, look, all the females are presenting a lordosis response, but in, in groups A versus B or C, you see a different uh, response to that. So it's, it's really, really fascinating.
0: Okay, great, fantastic, okay. We've got another question here. This is for you, Eliyala. This question is, are there differences in stranger gender? So do infant reactions to female strangers more closely approximate mother responses?
1: Very good question. Thank you, actually, to bring this up. So to have the opportunity to go more in depth in this aspect, the stranger was always a female experimenter. So we didn't have a counterbalance male experimenter, which is also a potential limitation of the study. And is something that would be amazing to be uh, replicated in future studies with actually like also male experimenter. There were no differences in infant gender, but uh, yeah, regarding to the question, didn't have a male experimenter. Okay, fantastic.
0: There's another question here for you, Eliella. This question is, with the pointing experiment that you're working on now as a next step, you mentioned that there were a few different types of stimuli that appeared behind the interacting partner, and some of them elicited positive and negative connotations. Can you explain what the difference between a positive stimuli and a negative stimuli?
1: Yes, definitely. Thank you for the question. In the original uh, procedure developed by Camaglioni et al., of this uh, standardized task to measure pointing gesture, it's expected the puppet to come out of the Courtney. And this is what we would refer to as a positively balanced stimuli, something that is pleasant or attractive. In our experiment, we decided to extend the original paradigm by introducing also neutrally or negative stimuli. And for negative stimuli, we would uh, refer to something that uh, might likely uh, trigger negative feelings and negative emotions. And this is something that was quite um, hard to find for a baby, because uh, we could think of sounds that could be scary, but we couldn't have sounds in this specific procedure because the experimenter was supposed not to know that something was going on behind his uh, back. So we turned into evolutionary psychologists stimuli that are often considered as evolutionary negative, which is uh, namely the snake or a spider. And for neutral ones, it was something that we expected not to have a specific uh, triggering of specific emotion, and uh, would be like a kitchen cloth or uh, something that the kid might be a costume and familiar with in his d- daily life but not necessarily attracted to in a specific way. And for the positive one, in our study, we used this uh, spiral with a ball inside that creates uh, an optical effect. And uh, our aim was to try to elicit the wow effect, the attraction. Mm-hmm. The-
0: okay, cool. Yeah, uh, a snake or a spider would scare me, so. <laughs> <laughs> you would not scare that much the babies, though, <laughs> Perhaps a learned bias as you grow up. Okay, Eliala, we have another question here for you. From your experience, is there any correlation between facial expressions and arm movements at four months and eight months? Mm -hmm. Very
1: nice questions. Not that I noticed or that I have on the top of my mind. It's not something I researched about myself. Very interesting. I will pay attention to these now, Rewatching watching some of the videos, but no, not that I know of.
0: We hope you enjoyed this episode of Expert Answers, and that you'll tune in to future episodes where researchers just like you answer questions about their work, offer tips, tricks, and best practices, but most of all, share science.